I'm Andrew, and I thought you stole it. I'm Amanda, and I shop in the bobble department. And, and you're, you're watching... watching... increases and you can tell that there's just a conversation already in flight i just always think that that's a really interesting convention speaking of which i agree here's the conversation whoa we're in the episode now whoa here we have awoken from our from our podcast slumber to uh to this beautiful day andrew how are you today i'm doing great good i feel I, I, um, you know, we're, we can, we can talk about this, I think, at this point. We're in quarantine. We are. Right? The world, we can't really ignore it at this point. Yes. Um, and I finally decided to start working out. And so I did just like a stretching workout yesterday. Wow. And boy, do my arms feel tired. Yep. Yep. You able to hold that mic up? Is it going to tax you today? It's a. Uh, Yep, I've got it. I've got a uh, ten-pound weight uh, strung to it. So wow, I'm really working it out. As You're gonna I, be as I hold the mic jacked at the end of this. Toned, wow. so toned. Wow, good for you. How That's are a, you, Amanda? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, it's a it's a beautiful day out in the neighborhood on the on the patio. Got some dogs mm-hmm. around. That was fun. Um, and uh, I've been working out since mostly the start of quarantine um but uh one thing that i haven't been working out as much as i maybe should should be is my is my brain doing some uh doing some some puzzles and the, the brain teasers maybe even a little bit of the mystery mystery reading solving Movie watching, but you know what, Andrew? I think we're gonna fix that today. Oh, are we? Are th- we doing a Scooby Doo movie? Uh, I'm I'm not sure if that's a decom, Andrew. Uh, uh, I gotta gotta keep our IP straight there, pal. <laughs> no, uh, no. Today's film um is a little number called Get a Clue with Lindsay Lohan with Ms. Lohan. Oh yeah, we are rewinding the clock several years to uh to the height of her Disney stardom. Yeah, for sure. We sort of talked about this before when we talked about the Freaky Friday of like we when did. Lindsay Lohan's uh, peak was. Even though that was not a movie starring Lindsay Lohan, we just got into that tangent. It's true. We, I mean, in any chance um, to talk about Lindsay Lohan, right? Yeah. What a what a wonder. Yeah. I'm excited for this. I really strongly feel like this is a movie that in my brain is like teetering over the edge. Like it's one of those things where you will start to ask me questions and as you ask me questions, I'm going to like remember everything about the plot, I think. Okay. I All right. I'm hopeful too cuz it makes my job easier and I have my questions ready, but then, you know, 
you remember everything and just fill in all the gaps and it'll be great. Yeah. I have one very specific uh, like moment in this movie that's been stuck in my brain and something that I think about probably, uh, you know, every other month. Um, wow. Honestly, since I've seen this movie as a, as a young youth. Um, but I'm curious to know if it's real or if it's just something that I imagined. <laughs> Or something that's from a different movie. Because it's so insane that I think it's true, but I, I want to I wanna confirm it. But I don't want to say it yet. Okay. What, when would you like to say it? Is that, in a, is that a, something that we add in post? Is that... Well, I'm wondering if you're going to ask a question about it. And if you don't, I guess I'll say it at the end of this first part as a prediction. Okay. All right. That, that feels satisfying to me. Um, okay. So that's a little bit about your association with this movie and i'll just share Mm -hmm. in the interest of my prep process i had written down in our records that uh this was a a high level um um, association for me um that i like remembered it and as immediately as i started reading about the plot and about just this watching the trailer and everything i was like i don't know that i ever sat down and watched this movie i was aware of it and obviously i was you know back in the early 2000s i was a Lindsay lohan stan but i don't think i ever watched this movie um what did you think that it was before you started doing research i i don't know do you think you mixed it up with something else or I don't think so. I think I just knew about it culturally. I knew that it was like a summer hit and it was she solves a, does she solve a mystery? I don't know. We haven't talked about the plot yet. Um yeah. I I think I think I knew it for what it was, but I just think I knew I don't I think I overestimated how much I remembered or knew about it. I will say yeah. I also think even though these movies came out quite a few years apart i think there was part of me that confused get a clue with just my luck which was a movie i I had to research this as well she did with chris pine and she starts off the movie and she's has perfect amazing wonderful luck and he has he's he's completely down on his luck and then they meet at a a, uh, like a masked ball and they kiss and then their luck switches and they have to figure out how to you know make their own luck in the world or whatever what I don't think I saw, I'm almost positive I didn't see it, but I remember seeing trailers for it. It has 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, so definitely not one that I need to go back and revisit. Yeah. But I think maybe just, um, I I don't know. Again, don't think I saw either one of these movies, but I just think in my head it just fit within that kind of sub- culture of yeah. Lindsay Lohan films that was in my head and I was like oh yeah surely I saw that but am not positive that I did so that's mine now so I'm you... a little scared now I think I might have come out too hot out of the gate and now I'm gonna be embarrassed I don't think so I think I I think you just you just go with it you just go with your gut and lean into that confidence um, all right so all right I'm confident <laughs> all right <laughs> I saw the movie. Um, so with that in mind, you have definitely more of an emotional association with this movie than I do. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to start out of the gate and have you tell me at a pretty high level what you remember of the plot. Um, yeah. As many specifics as possible and like genre and then the pieces that fit within that. It's so weird. I remember a lot of like 
pieces from it. I don't know if I'm, because I was thinking about this last night. I don't know if I can put them together in like a story. Okay. I know there is a lot of like technology that happens. I know that she's like a detective sort of character. I think I also, I lean a lot on Veronica Mars on this because it's it's sort of a similar like log line. It's obviously a very different even vibe, but I think that her dad might also be like a cop or the chief of police or something. Um, but that could be wrong. I know she sees it's something about a teacher that goes missing. And I think the, the thought is that he committed a crime, but eventually they find out he didn't commit a crime and he was set up by someone. And I know there's like a love story story aspect to it or at least uh, at least there's a, a boy in it i don't know how much more specific i can get there you are correct there there are male cast members in this film you get a point you yes. get a point for that one a plus for me that's it we're done with our pre uh pre, all right when pre-chat. we come back we'll have watched <laughs> uh, not so fast buddy you don't uh you don't get off that oh, easily no. Um, yeah, so I think that from the research I did, several of the things that you said sound on track to me. One of the things I had a, a directly had a question about that I now don't really have to ask. So that's great. Um, okay. But Something yeah. about some photos or a newspaper or a photo in the newspaper I'm, I'm leaning on too. Okay. All right. You're, uh, like yeah, you're, you're starting to come together with, with some of the pieces of it. So... My brain, my brain's like opening doors as I like make words. Yes. It's like, oh yeah, it's say this thing. As you make words, your, uh, your train of thought is just barreling down those tracks. As it's like that, it's like that meme of, I don't remember what, it's like a cartoon or something, but it's like a train's going and like there's a cartoon character laying out tracks in front of yes. the train. That's I what my brain feels like. Yes. Was there a Disney short that did that? I feel like there was, but I can't be wrong. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we're just going to start off with, it's, I don't know if it's a softball or not, but it's just a, just a question. Where does it take place? Um, she's our little, we've got our Lindsay Lohan detective. It's, yeah, you can guess first, then I have choices. I feel like it's, it's, a, it's definitely a city, but I don't know. Because I know like a lot of it takes place in like a big hotel Ooh, okay. But I don't know what city it would be in. Okay. Uh, your choices are San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City, or Chicago. Ah, see, because the two I was leaning on were New York City and Chicago. <sighs> so now you... do. I, can I get a 50-50? Can I use one of my lifelines? You, yeah, you can get a 50-50. The, the two are the, the ones you just said. <laughs> Yeah, I figured. Uh, I I don't. I, it's kind of a. I'm gonna say Chicago. Okay, you would be incorrect. It would be New York City. Mm. Um, lots Man. of time in I in Manhattan. I thought New York City was too obvious. Yep, this film was actually predominantly filmed in Toronto, according to the Wikipedia. Oh. But then they did go on location to fill some of the external scenes in New York. So. I think that this next next question will be potentially a softball. 
Um, oh, wait, just kidding. Lindsay Lohan is the answer. <laughs> the question, yes. Lindsay Lohan is the question and the answer. Let's be honest. Oh. Um, okay, so I forgot actually what the question, I like saw, glimpsed the question and I was like, oh, he's going to know this. Um, maybe you won't. I don't know. Um, so she is on the newspaper at school. Her character's name is Lexi Gold and she is this newspaper high school newspaper participator do you remember what her niche or her beat was on the newspaper and i'm like the normal one it's is it like teacher stuff okay i'm gonna give you choices okay um your choices are fashion reporter advice columnist photographer or editor-in-chief Oh, well, I know that she's not the photographer because I think the boy is the photographer in the movie. I think. Oh, but she does have that. I don't know. I'm going to say I'm going to say advice columnist. That is correct. She is a very. Okay, great. Yep. Um, Fashion reporter is in there because from what I can tell and from the the clips I was able to find, she's very into fashion. That's kind of her. The big deal of her character. Um, and the boy, as far as I can tell, is actually the editor. Doesn't seem like he's the photographer, but maybe he does both. Oh, really? That's what I was able to oh. gather, but not, you know. Okay. You are the expert, not me, so. Yeah, so from what I can tell, as the mystery progresses, it's, you have Lindsay, you have this boy, um, who's the editor of the paper, um, you have her, f- uh, best friend, who is her kind of fashion crony or whatever word you want to use for her um we'll talk about actors later um and then this fourth it's funny the way that wikipedia like mention or mentions the other person and it just says another person in the school but i guess goes on the adventure and is one of the the detectives with them um which is just interesting to me so I don't have choices for this. I'm just curious if your brain can cobble anything together for this. What? So you are correct. They're trying to track down a missing person or rather somebody who appears to have either been killed or kidnapped in some way. Um, And it is a teacher, which is what you had said before. Um, What was the inciting incident for that for for them to go missing right so some some choice or something that lexi gold does results in this missing person can you recall or guess what that might be i think she like writes a story or there's a photo that she takes that's in the that's in um the school paper that like outs him as something my brain is saying that it's some um adultery thing like these two teachers are hooking up but i don't know where my brain is getting that from but my the other piece of my brain is saying that this teacher is like a not like a spy in a spy sense but like has a has a another life or something and when they got their picture published somehow that outed them okay those are my two ideas okay um so the trailer for the 
the movie and then the plot synopsis kind of, it doesn't, they don't disagree necessarily, but it just are different levels of description about this. Um, so your first, the first thing that you talked about, she writes um, something for the school paper that then ends up in the city paper, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then because of that publicity, um, and, and kind of what you referenced appears in the, in the trailer, there's a kind of, um, it looks like a, a sniped photograph of two teachers and then, and the over like the um, voiceover says something that she wrote leads to, you know, blah blah blah. Um, so it's yeah. it's her fault, and I I couldn't really get a grasp on what um, what the content of the article is. So that'll be interesting for us to kind of see that as we go. We're kind of starting to give shape. I don't want to walk the whole entire mystery out because I want to give us space to recap that after the fact. Um, right. I'm going to ask one more question that kind of, that leads to the end and it may open up a bunch of doors for your brain. Um, but I don't think actually like gives away the, the whole thing, but what do I know? Maybe it does. Um, so two more questions on this. Um, one is that you mentioned there's a romance component. So what I can, what I can gather, yes, there is some of that sexual tension between her and this editor boy. But then there's another romance component amongst the grown-ups in the story. Um, so I'm going to have you tell me if you think it is. So the teacher's name is Mr. Walker, by the way. We need to know that the teacher's name is Mr. Walker. Who, which grown-ups do we think are uh, have eyes only for each other? Is it A, a reporter from the city paper and Mr. Walker? Is it B... Lexi's dad and the principal is it C a detective who's also investigating the mystery and their teacher Miss Dawson or is it D Mr. Walker and their teacher Miss Dawson I think it's that one I think it's the last one okay that is correct you did you did also allude to that earlier but I wanted to not give you that information and just go right into it cool cool yeah so I'm gonna take some of my thoughts out of this question and just give you the the bare bones of it. But basically, one of the one of the pieces of the mystery that we find out at the very end was pretty fundamental. Um was someone thought that Mr. Walker stole something small. There's other there's other yeah. framing things and and such. Um but there's an item that somebody blames Mr. Walker from stealing that he didn't actually steal. It was somebody else. What was this very pivotal item? Was it A, a brooch, B, a watch, C, a fountain pen, or D, an antique teacup? Brooch feels like lit up my brain when you said that, but I like the idea of it being a pen too, but I'm going to stick with brooch. That's correct. The the brain uh, has maintained its info. Look at that. Brooch is just such a specific word. It is. It's a good word. It's a really good word. It's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that's kind of some of the plot things that I'll give you, but we've got a lot more gems to uncover, it would appear. So that's, that's kind of our plot rundown. Um, we're going to do a quick rundown of our actors, and then we've got a couple more little quick things we'll do. Um, okay. So we've already talked about Lindsay Lohan pretty pretty thoroughly previously. Um, we I'm did. I'm wondering yes. if you are able to do the full rundown for me of the the uh, six Disney films that she did, just based on our conversation that we've had. 
the six Disney films, so not necessarily Disney decoms. Correct. Yes, she only did the one decom, from what I can tell. Okay. So, are, does Parent Trap count? Does. Yep. Okay, so we have Parent Trap. Parent Trap. We have this. Get a clue. Get a clue. Yep. Freaky Friday. Yep. Uh, Herbie fully loaded. Yep. That was the last one. Um. Ooh, what would the other two be? I I definitely mentioned one of them when we talked about Freaky Friday when we were talking about soundtracks. Oh, was it True Confessions? Is that Lindsay Lohan? Um, one of those words is right. Oh man, I would be shocked if you ever saw this movie. Actually, and I'm pretty sure it was a pretty bad movie. I don't know. It's called Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Oh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Yep. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. And then one more that I don't think we've talked about yet. Um, it was an ABC film. It was not a DCOM. Um, but one that I remember seeing as a little girl and really enjoying. I'm not going to tell you. The, I, I'm, I'm going to see if it rings any bells. But um, mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan plays a little girl that has a, has a doll, like a, bar, like a Barbie-style doll, um, that then becomes a person like becomes a person oh and it's tyra banks oh it's the tyra banks one Mm -hmm. that's um model behavior what did you call it no is it called model behavior no no that's the other one that's the maggie lawson it's called life size life size and is one of is life spelled with a y no oh man Okay. I know it would it would have been a good choice for I think an early two thousands Tyra Banks movie, but alas, right. yeah, nope. So that's that's the full rundown. So this is probably the last uh, episode of this podcast that we would you know really dive into Lindsay Lohan, um, but just wow. to make sure that we have you know the full the full range there. Um, another little tidbit here that. I didn't give choices for. I'm pretty much just going to state it as a fact because I think it's hilarious. Um, so the the editor of the paper um, is... Oh, shoot. What's his name? Is it Daniel? No, Jack. His name is Jack. Um, he's played by an actor named Bug Hall. Have you ever heard that name before? I've heard the name. Mm-hmm. But I can't place it. Yeah, he um he's actually the guy who played Alfalfa in Little Rascals. So he oh. we by two thousand two he had matured into this teenage man and was, you know, in a place to Teenage man. Teenage man. Yeah, so we've got him. That's fun. Just a little fun factor. And then we have uh we have the best friend that we mentioned before. Um and She's our little fashion queen alongside Lindsay. Um, is she played by Brenda Song, Monique Coleman, Lelaine, or Sabrina Bryan? My instinct, even before you gave me the choices, was to say Brenda Song. So I'm going to stick with that. It's a good, it's a good gut. It's a good gut response, because that's correct. Um, so we get to oh. see her Ooh. again. I'm excited. Get, get yeah. pumped. Um, so I briefly mentioned there's a detective who's also investigating this little uh, little situation. The actor's name is Charles Shaughnessy, um, and he was in a, in a 90s sitcom. He was either a leading character or a recurring character. I'm not going to tell you which one. Um, 
Okay. Hopefully, you know at least one, maybe more than one of these sitcoms, but which one was he in regularly? Third Rock from the Sun, Mad About You, Just Shoot Me, or The Nanny? The only one that I... Like, I know I know of those, but the only one that I remember watching... What's his name? Shaughnessy? Mm-hmm. Oh, is he the is he like the dad in the nanny? Yeah, he is. He's oh very, yeah, okay. Very fancy and proper. No, I like grew up on He's the nanny. He's British, right? Oh yes, 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 yes. He is. Um, yeah, I totally grew up watching the nanny, and I was you know going down my list, and I was like, who's this guy? Pull up his page, and I was like, that's the dad from the nanny. So fun yeah. little fact there. Get to see him. Inve- investigating stuff. Um, yeah, cool. So that's our crew. And now we're going to have a short little fun round of, uh, of some quotes, as yes. we love to do. So um, I'm going to just have you finish these. I, have, I, ha- I think what we'll start doing with, with quotes, or what I'll start doing with quotes when I'm leading episodes, is I'll, I'll let you guess first, and yeah, then I'll I like give you that. choices, because you like to guess. So uh, the first one is, get a clue. He likes you. That's why he treats you like blank. Garbage. Uh, no. <laughs> That's why he treats you like you you do you. That's the quote. Yep. That's why he treats you like you do you. Awesome. Cool. I'm still going to give you the choices, even though I think, you know, you came, with, came in with a really strong response there. Um, okay. What does he treat you like? He treats you like last week's issue of Vanity Fair, a Gucci handbag knockoff, a chipped nail, or a reject from the outlet mall. Oh, I thought this was, these were, are these song lyrics? No, these are quotes. Oh, why did the first three sentences all rhyme then? It's a a great question, because Brenda Song said them, maybe? Um... Oh, okay. Oh, this... that's why you said you do you. Yeah. I was like, what? that's such a weird thing to say. I was trying to come up with a, the last line. Uh, I like the uh, knockoff, whichever one is the knockoff. The Gucci handbag knockoff? Correct. Okay. It's actually a reject from the outlet. Oh, man. So just get a clue. He likes you. That's why he treats you like a reject from the outlet mall. You get to hear that one from from the lovely Brenda song. Next one is, uh, come on, you always get the inside story. Oh, sorry, two character. It's like a back and forth here. Okay. Come on, you always get the inside story. Oh, Gabe. Okay, there is no secret. It's all about what? Um, it's all about, I don't, I don't even have a faintest idea. I gotta go for something. It's all about influence. Influence. I like that. That's good. That's a little uh, cerebral for a decom. Yeah. Uh, so your your options do not include that one. That's a very good showing. Um, there is no secret. It's all about skill, finesse, knowing who to ask, or looking good while you do it. Oh, looking good while you do it has got to be the answer. It's probably not, but I'm going to go with <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. Once again, I write better than Disney Channel writers. I was trying to come um, up with something in that vein in my head in, in 10 right? seconds, and I wasn't good enough. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's actually really boring. It's just skill. Skill. There is no secret. It's all about skill. But I really like my answer much better. Um, Cool. And the last one is, you know, uh, I believe this is from Lindsay Lohan's character. Um, You know what they say? A good reporter is always... Getting the scoop or something. Like, we're thinking about the scoop or, like, something like... Something with scoop. Okay. All right. Uh, Is it... In style. A good reporter is always in style. A good reporter is always on the job. A good reporter is always on the hunt for great shoes. A good reporter is always on the cutting edge of cool. Oh, man. I like in style. Let's go with in style. Yeah? I feel I feel very proud. Once again, my answers are more interesting, and it is just simply yeah. on the job, which I just think is so, so sad. Oh. So, so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got, our, we've got our, our plot, we've got our actors, we've got our quotes. Now we're going to take a really quick detour before we watch this wonderful film. And, okay. um, and I've got a quick little challenge for you. Um, so, obviously, this is our, our amateur kid detective sort of story, and I think in the, you know, in that vein, um, I've got some of, the, some of the classic literature detectives um, in mind, um, those being, actually, I'm going to have you list, list who, you, who your great literature detectives are. Mm, yes, Monk. Uh, <laughs> literature? Yes. Great. There were books. I read the Monk books. Oh my gosh. Kid, kid detectives? Any detectives, but mostly kids. Oh. Well, there's like Nancy Drew, mm-hmm. the Hardy Boys. Yep. Uh, You're two for two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Poirot? Is that his name? I don't know who that is. The Agatha Christie. Oh, okay. Um, detective? Sure. Magnum P.I. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> These are these are great uh, options. I'm pretty sure the last two are like, uh, well, one of them I know that you know, and one of them is like the literature detective supreme. So I know oh, you Sherlock can get Holmes. these. Yes. Yep. Okay. And uh, Doctor John Watson. <laughs> this, those count as one. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh well, you didn't specify, so I think I win. <laughs> Probably. This is not the game. This is the prelim to the game. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, You made a face when I said doctor, so I'm thinking it is a doctor. Uh, Dr. Gregory House. (laughs) He's a medical uh, detective. Andrew, what? He's a medical detective? What? George Clooney in ER. What mysteries? Did, no, I didn't say. No, House is a medical detective. <laughs> this person. Oh. <laughs> what mystery books did you read as a child, Andrew? Oh, Encyclopedia Brown. I read. Yes. Oh, oh okay. my! I was I like, thought... that's the first one he'll say. Oh my goodness. Oh, we did behind the scenes. We had like a short conversation about this just to see if if I would Correct. know any of this. And you asked me what I knew, and I said Encyclopedia Brown. And I don't remember what you said in response, but I assumed, based on your response, that that is not the kind of um, <laughs> thing that you were looking for. Lowbrow detectives. Well, no. like, because from what I remember of Encyclopedia Brown, they were like 
like four or five page short stories and then they like, were. had the um like had the answers in the back of the book yeah it's obviously different than like a novel which i um like hardy boys or nancy drew was still counts man when you google amateur right. kid detectives encyclopedia brown is the the second result so Fair you know he's up there all right so this is going to be a quick game we're going to do a lightning round and i have a list of different cases and of the four detectives i just listed so it's sherlock holmes encyclopedia brown nancy drew and the hardy boys and you're going to tell me which okay. detective. And this is a gut thing. This is not, like, skill. If, if you remember it, that's awesome. This is just, who do you think it is? So no, none of these are going to be house. Correct. Hugh okay. Laurie does just not get a sure. say in this one. Yep. My impression is that maybe they start out easy and get harder, but I actually have no idea. So we'll see. All right. I'm going to try to time us and see how fast we can do this. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. You mark. Get set. Go. Study in Scarlet. Uh, Nancy Drew. Sherlock Holmes. Ah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do X's. The Secret of the Old Clock. Oh, that's Nancy Drew. That's the first one. Yes, yes. Secret of the Old Mill. Oh, uh, Hardy Boys. Yes. Uh, the Case of the Disgusting Sneakers. Oh, Encyclopedia Brown. Yes. Takes the Cake. Sherlock Holmes. That is Encyclopedia as well. Ah. A Scandal in Bohemia. Oh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. The Secret of Wildcat Swamp. Oh, man. Uh, Nancy Drew. Hardy Boys. The Mystery at Lilac Inn. Uh, Hardy Boys again. Nancy Drew. Dang the it. Pro- <laughs> the Problem of Thor Bridge. What? Uh, Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> That's Sherlock Holmes, actually. Oh, man. Um, the Frightened Witness. Encyclopedia Brown. Yes. The Hidden Harbor Mystery. Oh, Hardy Boys. Yes. Uh, blank gets uh, gets his or her man. Uh, Brown. Yes. It's, uh, it's so clunky out of context, but Encyclopedia Brown gets his man. That's just this, like, yeah. one of the big ones. What can Brown the... do for you? <laughs> the Red-Headed League. Uh, Nancy Drew? That's Sherlock Holmes. And the final problem. Uh, Nancy Drew. That one is Sherlock Holmes as well. Oh, man. Where, 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 where? Wow. These were 14 here. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got exactly half. Oh, okay. I feel like that's a respectable showing. I feel like Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys are so similarly titled. It's true. Yeah, there's just a slight feminine tinge to the Nancy Drew yeah. ones, like the word lilac and Yeah, well, that's why stuff. I thought redhead was going to be Nancy Drew. I know. Well, when I was researching this, I was thinking back to the, the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock series, because some of yeah. these show up in, in, like, I think the, the ones that I picked were all at least referenced in the episode titles in some oh. way. Um. And I, but I don't remember if there actually was a redheaded anything in the the show. I don't think there was, but, um, yeah. So now that we have scrolled through the hall of the greats, yeah. Now we can watch. Is it time for me to make my prediction though first? Yes, please do. Okay, so the the really specific moment that I remember is, 
I don't remember if it is another reporter or if it's the mayor that it, throughout the whole movie you like see this homeless guy and he's like has a long beard and has like a trench coat and like a hat and like crazy hair or whatever and at the very end there's like a I think it's the mayor because I think there's like a um like a rally for him at this hotel where the climax of the movie takes place and the homeless man like runs up on stage like gets past security and whatever and then he tears his beard off and his hat off and he's like I was the mayor the whole time I was going undercover to see how our homeless population lived wow that is a yeah. very specific <laughs> prediction, but I guess so there's only if, one way to find out. It's I ho- really hope it's not like a Berenstein Bears situation where I've just been making this up my whole life, but mm, yes, I'm really excited to see solve my own mystery. Hmm. Mm, the mystery of the forgotten decom scene. Yep, that one. Oh yes, the homeless mayor. <laughs> Andrew, oh, I'm trying to think of a creative detective name for you, but I... I Mr. Walker. P.I. P.I. Dr. House. M.D. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when we come back, we will have watched Get a Clue. a movie we did watch a movie and we're back it it, it gave me some thoughts yeah I have, can, can i can i say a couple things before we start talking about the movie proper first um i came in way too hot in the first half i came in pretty cocky and pretty confident and thought that i knew everything about this movie and i did not and that was clear already in the first half but there's a lot that I didn't remember about this movie. I know why I have some thoughts on the reasons why I don't remember the details, but there's that. So I apologize for my for my behavior. It was uncalled for, and it is inexcusable. And this podcast will now be run exclusively by Amanda. Wow. I'm oh, stepping down. That, that escalated real quick. Well, apology accepted. I've been waiting an hour and 22 minutes for this apology. The duration of Get a Clue. So, Is it that short? Something like that. I think I guess. so. Yeah. Your it average just, it, decom length. There's so much nonsense in this movie. Anyway, How- the other thing that that leads me to is I've had I've had to like do a mental shift, which is we've we've hit in in the short time that we've been making this podcast like, we've had, like, three of the top five movies, I would say, that I care the most about in terms of details. Okay. Wow. And only one of them has been good so far, in my opinion. Okay. What are, so, those, what are those five, Andrew? I don't know what the other two would be. I don't think necessarily even... Because the other, the other ones we've done are um, Smart House and Luck of the Irish. Mm-hmm. Are, okay. Are... Definitely those. I would say probably like Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, mm-hmm. Brink, 
Johnny Tsunami. Mm-hmm. I know that's more. That adds up to six. But anyway. Good job. I, Good thank you. I went to college. Same here. That's why I could say good math. Yes, they taught you pronunciation. And math. Elocution and math. That was one class. Um, (laughs) Elocution and math class. (laughs) Class? Uh, Say one. (laughs) Oh, wow. Three. Fifteen. Oh, wow. oh, I didn't know where that was going. Threw you there. Okay. Let's... Wow. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Wow. We're squirrely Rusty. after that movie. Woo. Uh, but no, I think now I've, I, I think I was like, when we started this, I was like, these are going to be so great. And I'm excited to relive these memories and also like watch some good Disney movies. Mm. And these are not good movies. <laughs> like, I think that, I, and I don't, and I, I've still enjoyed watching them for the most part mm-hmm. but i i now have to make a shift in my brain where i'm like okay i have to acknowledge that these movies are going to be flawed <laughs> and i was really hoping that they wouldn't be so there's that they have a halo around them in in memory but uh yeah yeah no that's definitely how i felt about stuck in the suburbs and one of the next ones we're gonna do is read it and weep and i'm i'm also very worried that oh, that's gonna yeah. happen there as well um I would say, so those two, I would say, You Wish is up there for me. I would say, I mean, I was... And there's like Cadet Kelly. Yes, Cadet Kelly's Steven's up there for movie. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, I mean, the Cheetah Girls were transformational. Come on. They just were for a young girl. Um, Fair. I'm trying to think of a fifth one, but yeah, I mean, I feel I feel pretty realistic at this point. That. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe that was like we watched Smart House, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I misremembered how not good that one was, but that's just a fluke. Yep. The rest of them are gonna be perfect movies. Yeah. And now we've hit two in a row, and I'm like, "Oh, okay. I have to reevaluate. Yeah. Um. And and also on the in the sense of like you know we 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 watched Zombies, which has its definite share of problems but from a production standpoint i think it's pretty strong and i think that's one thing that i'm a little bit disappointed in especially coming back to this movie Mm. that the the directing and the production itself is all over the place um so that leads us back in this movie it does yeah should we should we do our recap do you want to do a recap yes okay yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you to go first. Oh, you're gonna have me go. I'm first. gonna let okay. you go first. That isn't that nice okay. of me. You can. We don't really say do it as a say. competition, so it's fine. Go, and then I will. Oh, you want me to ca- time you? I I'll time it, but you just say ready, set, go. Okay. And then... Cool, cool, cool. So Lindsay Lohan is a school. She's on the school paper, and she writes an article, I think, and submits it to the New York Times, which makes it in with a picture of her teacher who is actually not her teacher. Well, he she is he he was uh, like a criminal, but he didn't know he was a criminal. And so he faked his own death and stole someone's identity and he come back to life. And then uh, it turns out that grandma's brooch was the answer the whole time. Wow. That was. That was good. And also, nothing else in the movie matters. 
pretty much. Yeah. Oh gosh, I feel like I I I feel like my uh, summary game is off today. Let me look back over my. You can do it. I believe. Back over my notes for a second here. All right, you uh you kick me off here. All right, ready, steady, go. Uh, Lindsay Lohan is a fashion queen, teen reporter. She takes a picture and writes an article about two of her teachers' friendship slash maybe romance question mark. Uh, the guy teacher, Mr. Walker, goes missing, and so she decides that she's going to be a detective, and she teams up with the editor of the magazine, and um, they steal her sister's like spy gear and stuff, and there's a detective, and he's actually not a detective, as they find out later. He had actually framed the dude, and... He was mad because there was, like, or no, he had, his mom had stolen the brooch and the detective, and then they get married, the teachers. Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. That was, wow. Wowie, kablowie. That was a lot. You hit a lot more pieces than I did. Um, I've listened to a lot of 30-second recaps on podcasts. Fair enough. Um, yeah, let's. I don't know how you want to address this movie. Let's let's take it to the top. So we'll build off our our recaps, and then I have actually more. My my topics and questions are a little bit more like hot, like more like umbrella topics than specific yeah. production pieces of it. Because I don't. I think we can get all of that out of our system, and then talk mm-hmm. about you know some of the underlying components of this movie. If that okay, if that works, that sounds great. So please air all of your grievances now. This is. This is soapbox time. This is the time. This I just feel time. like this movie was written with the, like, they were like, we got to have a clue style movie where at the very end, all of our characters end up in this hotel and they all have their own storylines, except for there's only one real thing going on in this movie and all of the other teachers that are there and like the detective that's there. And, uh, you know, all of these other side characters show up for, like, two seconds in the movie. And then they're all at the hotel at the end. And we're like, are we supposed to care about these people? Are we supposed to know what's happening? Mm. Like, at the end, they're like, uh, I think it's the principal is is like, she thought that Mr. Walker had gone into hiding just so she, so just so he could get away from her. That's like what were we supposed to and so it's like were we supposed to know these things were we supposed to be clued in onto these things yeah and so it's just so much of this movie is just nonsense to me and that's before you even get into the class stuff that i know you're gonna talk about yes and and my other piece that is really bothering me is like they couldn't put the camera on a tripod for any amount of time in this movie someone was holding the camera and they had just drank like all of the coffee (laughs) the camera would not stop moving yeah the the cinematography in this one is not gonna win any awards no no um yeah, yeah those are those are my two big things the scene that you're talking about with all of the random characters i feel like poorly executed attempt to make us think that each of those characters... I think it was a nod to the fact that the bad guy is usually somebody that we've seen or been introduced to, right? So it was this sure. this series of, oh, was it this person? It was this person? But it wasn't executed well. It was just kind of... 
Oh, see, I didn't even consider that because none of them seem suspicious or sinister to me. And also, the crazy thing was they all walked directly to where they were going. Yeah. Like, none of them looked around or were like, hmm, I've never been in this hotel before. I wonder where this specific conference room or whatever is. They were just like, beeline to the spa or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was not executed well. And it felt like it was supposed to be this triumphant climactic scene, but we didn't really get that. Oh, is that why they had the principal at Mr. Walker's apartment earlier? Oh, I forgot about that. I don't know. Because she, like, walks out, and then Lindsay Lohan's like, that's suspicious. And the other kid goes, suspicious of what? Yeah. like, yes, exactly. Yeah. He's kind of the best character in this movie, I think, Jack Downey. I think he's adorable. Not adorable, but, like, I don't know. I just enjoyed the way that he kind of lightly roasted uh, Lexi the entire movie. Yeah. And, I don't know, I thought he had heart. I enjoyed him. Um, I enjoyed their chemistry. Did not enjoy <laughs> any moment of having to view the chemistry of Mr. Walker and Miss Dawson. Oh, yeah, it's not, not great. It is so uncomfortable. Like, they have this reunion moment in the lobby where she finds out that he's not dead and they're like happy and he's twirling her around in this bathrobe because she got lured to the hotel for this fake spa treatment by the detective who by the way somehow set up this fake spa thing and I don't even think she was tied up she had a mask on her face, and she was sitting there with her feet in these two different buckets. In like, two dubs of water. But she didn't... I don't even think she was tied up. Like, all Lindsay Lohan had to do was pull the thing that was covering yeah. her mouth. That's a good point. I didn't even consider that. It was It was just very odd. And so... And then, at the end of that scene, she pushes her into the shower, and yeah. the teacher is like... Feels like she's drowning, but yeah. like, in this shower... And she hasn't taken off her bathrobe, which, like, I get you're not going to show that, but so strange. It was so strange. It was, I mean, the, yeah, the execution there, like, Lexi quasi-rescued her, I guess, from this killer spa treatment. Yeah. And then says, sorry, I have to go, and shoves her in the shower for no reason. She could just say, I saw, I'm she sorry, says, I gotta sorry, go. sorry, I have to hose you off like this. But what... Wh- why did no, you know i don't know i don't I she don't... had like a face mask on yeah so go have her go to the sink and wash the face mask off her face no no hey. no, no, no it doesn't work that way apparently how many face masks have you done andrew but then what's funny is she comes out at the end and she's still in a bathroom yep i presume the same probably because her clothes were like in a trash can at the front of that room yeah yeah that was that was odd weird yeah i will say the one thing that i appreciate about them as a couple is neither of them are like conventionally attractive yeah um and that's never addressed and that's never like a barrier for either of them and neither of them i mean they're obviously not like the main characters of this movie Mm -hmm. but like i appreciate that there's at least something of like Everyone deserves to be in a happy relationship. That's fair, and I think that's a good thing to point out. I still think that point could have been made with characters that had more chemistry had and chemistry, were much sure. less cringy. 
in my in my humble opinion i really enjoyed the spy gear and this isn't one of my actual yeah topics but we'll, we'll talk about class but i was just curious like i feel like one thing that is not addressed here is number one the the technological caliber of these so-called spy gadgets and i mean i guess lexi is technically the the rich girl or whatever but Mm -hmm. how as kids are they affording this stuff they just wander in and buy these glasses and cameras and stuff and i'm like i'm in my mid-20s and i couldn't just buy those even the 90s versions of this stuff like I, I will say that I it brought me back a little bit because anytime we would sell like we would have like a fundraiser at school or whatever, there would always be as one of the prizes uh, one of specifically I remember I had a pair of sunglasses that had like a, a rear view like mirrors on on them in them and I owned those and I remember loving them. Um, Obviously, that's not what they do here, but... They're like screens in the glasses. Well, I got really excited. Yeah. I got really excited and flung my my headphones. Uh. Yeah, they're like a screen. And I think all of these different... I mean, we've talked about tech in the context of, of Smart House, but it's mm-hmm. not to that caliber, but it's pretty cavalier treatment of, you know, I mean, they're they're surveilling people, being pretty invasive about it, and they're kids. Um, right. But they're also using this technology that, for 2002, was probably, uh, dare I say, well, cutting edge? I don't know. Yeah. If if we are to believe... What's the boy's name? Do we, did we catch the boy's Jack name? Jack Downey? Jack. If we're to believe Jack, like, Lindsay Lohan's family uh, has no problems with money. Yes. So. Which I also have a problem with because her dad's a reporter and her mom is some vague fancy profession yeah i realized at the end that she just doesn't come back nope ever at the end nope reporters do not make a lot of money so on the one no. hand if the mom is this incredible breadwinner that means that they're part of the one percent okay cool like i like that portrayal i guess but on the other hand but that's not really said no and i'm just pretty skeptical that's all uh i'm also confused on where he's a reporter for because i know the daily examiner is it okay yeah i was i was not sure if he was a reporter for the daily examiner and she submitted to the new york times or if he was a reporter for the new york times and she submitted the thing to the daily examiner i thought he was i thought both were daily examiner because they were talking about, next you'll be in the New York Times. Oh, I thought, because I thought the line is, the dad was like, gotta read up on the competition. Yeah. And Lindsay Lohan says, the New York Times is competition for the Daily Examiner. Yeah, because he was, so he's reading. Whoa. I thought he was, oh, you're right, though. I think that's a plot hole, because I think he works for, the, I don't think he works for the New York Times. I think he works for the Daily Examiner. But he's definitely reading where her article was published i don't know we have to go back or not because i don't want to watch this movie again i mean it it feels like it should be well i guess you as a reporter you don't know all the stories that are running in your paper all the time true yeah he probably wasn't Mm. in charge of the junior journalist he's not editor-in-chief i don't think the editor-in-chief probably uh 
spends a whole lot of time on the junior journalist column. But what That's do I know? True. What do I know? What a I setup know? at the school, too. Yeah, right? Millington Prep. Millington Prep. Yeah, I I just I don't know that I have any thoughts about the school. I just It's it's very interesting that it doesn't like you'd think if they were trying to push this class narrative or the, these stories that they would really go all out and that's doesn't really happen Mm-mm. like it feels like a nice like slightly rich like prep school yeah um but not anything super crazy yeah i agree with that um we're kind of sort of like slowly working our way through mm-hmm. chronologically but um this is skipping ahead a little bit Correct me if I'm wrong from a plot perspective. Okay. But we're at the the mom's house and we find out that Mr. Walker is alive and he's explaining mm-hmm. his whole entire backstory and everything that's happened I to him. I think I know exactly what you're going to say. Did he steal a dead man's identity? Yeah, and we get no um no explanation for how he did it. Nope. He just says, "Yeah, Herbert Walker or no, sorry, Orlando Walker." was a teacher that died the same week that I disappeared. So then I wanted to be a teacher too. So is like all that we get. Yep. So do you have a, a teaching license or any sort of degree? Cause you were just he took Orlando's walkers. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, until that point he was just a bank teller with a really bad toupee. So, right. It would have been really funny if he was a terrible teacher. And then at the end you find out, that's, that's why because he's not a real teacher <laughs> that would have been really good we actually i don't think we ever see him teach them do we no i don't think so we just so... see mrs um miss dawson miss dawson and she's not even dawson teaching because teach. it's career day so no she just goes i thought like obviously there's the uh, they have their own relationship but the way that she introduces the cia lady at the beginning i was like is Miss Dawson in a relationship with this CIA lady? Because the way that she was talking about her and looking at her was yeah. something else. Yeah. She moves on real quick from Mr. Walker, apparently. <laughs> I loved... Uh, okay, so they get this... Uh, the note that Mr. Walker gets from this person mm-hmm. who's, like, holding... Not holding him hostage, but, you know, blackmailing him. Which he just has in his pocket. He just has in his pocket, and it's... It's smudged, and it's not really made clear what the problem with it being smudged is, but what I love, and I wrote this in my notes, Jack takes, or so, (laughs) Mr. Walker does a high-level interpretation of the note, and then Jack takes the note and just literally repeats back verbatim what Mr. Walker just said. Yes. And I, at the moment, I didn't really understand, I guess... Everything in the note is clear except for the one word name of the hotel. Hotel, yeah. Because I thought it was saying meet at the Palm Hotel. Yeah. But it's like meet under the Palm at the... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, is it the Palmetto Hotel or something like that? No, I think it is the Palm... I think it's the Palm Lobby or something. Like meet or something. I don't know. And then... But you can't read the, the word... The name of the hotel... And then I forget how they divide up the little tasks. Little sister. Yeah, little. T- we have this huge, very dramatic scene of sister using her fancy technology, her UV light, to read the word Fairmark. 
so we know what yes. hotel to go to. It just, I think, a pet peeve of mine in this context and in other contexts, obviously, is when small, tiny details or plot points are blown way out of proportion and you could have used those literally 10 minutes to build out other valuable, potentially useful things. But no, we spend all of this time to know the name of the hotel on this smudged note. It it just... Like, there, if... The thing that would have saved it is if we needed to, like, grovel back to the sister or something yeah but it was just like all right well we know most of this note we just gotta fix it yeah and it was just like a montage to fix it that's a great point she's only i mean she lexi borrows some stuff from her sister and there's kind of some tension Mm -hmm. but there's no stakes at all with this relationship and so we just kind of need the you're right we just like need the note and the sister's like okay let me use my cool tech goodbye very odd and then the yeah. dad comes in and they all pretend they were dancing. That's funny. And by funny, I, I mean love, yikes. Back to the how the dad is when... I think this is right before she goes out for their final mission. And she's and the dad's like, wait up, Lindsay Lohan. Gotta tell you about this. Seems that your teacher wasn't actually your teacher at all. He was actually this bad guy. And then Lindsay Lohan goes, oh, okay, well gotta go and the dad goes wait 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 don't go off and having any adventures and spying and stuff or whatever and Lindsay Lohan goes okay fine walks three steps and the little sister comes out and goes hey you're gonna need these for your spying (laughs) (laughs) yep it's like did the dad just disappear he turned off his ears (laughs) no more earring no more ears nope yeah, that, that, I did notice uh, that. So let's go back to your prediction that you made. Because yes, I okay. wrote in my notes so many times, I don't understand this homeless man bit. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And I had forgotten that you had made that prediction. And yes. we get to the end and I was like, oh my gosh, he was right. I was pretty close. I did say it was like the mayor yeah. or something. But like city councilman's pretty close. Pretty close. I... I, for some reason, I don't know if I said this in the first half or not, but I had it in my head that he had something to do with the actual plot, and he has nothing to do with it. Literally nothing. He just is there to, like, really be, like, a a visual representation of the theme of the Mm. movie, which is, like, you know, what you see isn't what you get, or something to that effect. Okay right like yeah you can't judge a book by its cover sort of thing i don't know if that's what i would i don't know if i would call that that i don't know what i think the it's a thesis theme. yeah 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 yeah. that makes sense i and maybe this is a segue into the topics that i kind of wanted to to discuss but i i thought it was a really oddly implemented but worthy conversation starter around the class theme that had been in the rest of it Again, like totally, I mean, worthy, worthy point, but just very oddly couched in like the execution of him playing this homeless man and the way he, they're walking through Brooklyn and she's, I mean, this, clearly this rich girl, she's very uncomfortable, she's never in the subway and she's like, they almost have this brief stare down moment 
and she's like, what's with that homeless guy or something? And then we see him a bunch more times. He runs through the hotel, which doesn't make any sense. Like, was he just trying to find the ballroom where he was supposed to pull off his little I homeless I guess, disguise? yeah. I think he was like, you can't do your reveal until we get up there. I don't know. But even while he's walking up to the thing, up to the stage in like his presentation or whatever and the guy's introducing him he's still holding out his hand like spare some change please yeah yes like buddy you can (laughs) drop it like if someone was gonna be so nice as to give you change in that moment what would happen once you like tore off your long beard yeah they'd be like uh can i have my five bucks back or whatever yeah very very odd But, I mean, he gets up to the stage, and he takes off his disguise, and he says something that, I think, I mean, he has this, makes this very brief speech, and he's like, I'm very honored to have just a bit of understanding of what it's like to be a homeless person, because I've, and explains what he did, and Mm -hmm. it's very out of place, very, very odd, out of, I mean, completely out of left field, and you, I mean, you wonder who's... Who's idea? I'm trying to picture. I frequently try to picture Disney creative rooms, right? And think about yeah, right. who in 2002 was like, all right, listen, guys, bear with me. So we've got this plot about this teenage girl detective reporter thing going on. But what if, stay with me, stay with me, we had a councilman or some kind of politician in the whole movie pretend to be a homeless guy? Like, who. Who pitched that and was accepted for that? I don't... I think it might go back to what you were saying about, like, trying to put all these people in the hotel at the end and trying to make it like any of these people could be the suspect because he has Mr. Walker's coat. And so... Oh! Maybe they're like, oh, he killed Mr. Walker or, like, stole Mr. Walker's coat or something. Yeah. I think this would be a lot better done if it was, like, a mini-series. We had, like... (laughs) four or six episodes to like really delve into all of these like 80 characters that are in this movie (laughs) and really give them some motive and some means and some opportunity and then figure out who it actually was interesting okay it's just too too shoved in and like you said like shoehorned like i'm i think there's probably a scene where like maybe that city councilman is like uh the dad of one of those kids and comes in for career day or whatever and then flirts with miss dawson i don't know oh wow that would be a and that gives him quite the a motive win. who knows you know yeah i wonder too you mentioned the coat and i kind of forgot gotten about this i think one other component of that is to is to make uh, mr walker out to be this really nice person because he gave him yeah. the coat off of his back which Okay, I understand to a degree, but... I was a little confused by that, too, because his speech is like, our town is so nice and was so nice to all our homeless people, and this coat was the one nice thing that happened to me. This was the only person was this guy. I was like, okay, well, which which is it? Yeah, and then, I mean, it, and it verges on that. He talked about how this coat is a form of survival and or a form of shelter, yeah. a means of survival. And it becomes, I mean, it, he's a politician, so it makes sense, but it's very political very quickly. And then after we get the factoid about Mr. Walker, we just, like, 
move on. Lexi's like, oh, I'm in a hurry. I've got to go. And I think they're still chasing the fake detective at this point, too. They are, because we look, it's it's a shot of the dad, um, and you see the, the fake detective guy. He, like, walks past the doorway, and he looks in, and he does, like, a cartoonish, like, oh, got to go, and he, like, runs yep. through the thing. Yep. Everyone else runs, all the kids run, and then the dad turns around, and he goes... Lindsay, but just stays sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's pretty much the worst chase scene maybe ever. It's so cartoony the way that they run. Yeah. I mean, and that part of it is like, okay, makes sense. Like, feels like a a Pink Panther situation or something. Like, that... What's that that one sound effect that's like... Like, it feels like they do that all the time. Um, it felt kind of Scooby-Doo, too, the way that they would, like, come out of a room and then someone else would come out of a different room or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but... I also like that he had this big coat on and this big wig and hat or whatever, and then underneath was just, like, a full suit. Yep. And his hair is nicely coiffed. Yep. And how did he do that? I That's don't, impressive. I don't know. Yeah, so we've got... I mean, and so we've got this interesting execution of class here and all of these other seeds planted, I think, of... And I think it's in a very decom way, right? But, you know, Lexi's discomfort with going to this poorer side of town and she has all yeah. of these epiphanies and aha moments. She finds out that Jack is on scholarship and has all these moments. I, I thought it was really interesting... This is kind of ties to the, I want to talk about um, feminism and fashion a little bit first in a second, but um, her skill set and how much it helps them in the case for her to look at the detective and say, well, no, no detective could afford that suit and that watch and those boots. Like she knows by looking at him, partly because she's this fashion girl and partly because she is rich and knows how much things cost, but... It's almost a plot hole because typically don't... I mean, if you're really rich, you don't know how much things cost. You can just afford it, right? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Well, and it comes into play with the coat, too. Right. Because she's like, isn't that Mr. Walker's coat? And the boy is like, oh, I never looked at his coat. I'm a boy. I don't care. (laughs) Also, I mean, it comes into play at the end, too, right? Where she finds the brooch on... Mrs. P. Yeah. And she tells this crazy story about how this is one of like 30 diamonds in the world. And then she goes, it's probably worth somewhere in the realm of hmm, $10 million. <laughs> and everyone just believes her. Yep. And is like, wow, this 13 year old girl is surely like an expert on uh, <laughs> the pricing of diamonds. <laughs> All right, take him away. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so it's this, I mean, it's this interesting, I guess, knowledge that is attributed to her on the basis of her class. I think in general, it's your pretty standard kind of journey of her learning and her enlightenment about how Jack lives and what, how life looks different. But other than that, there's not really, like, a lot of growth for her in that respect. No. Well, and I'll also say, I don't, Maybe I'm just a dumb boy or whatever, but like it didn't look like I don't know New York either, but it didn't look like I didn't see a huge drastic difference between all of those things visually. No. You know? Oh, no. Um, 
So I I really struggle and I didn't I didn't honestly remember that like this class stuff was a part of this movie at all. Yeah. Like I remember that she was a fashion person, but yeah. None of the other stuff. Yeah. Which begs the question, right? If the last time you watched this was back in the day, you were much younger. Mm-hmm. If this movie is trying to communicate the stuff about class and what you remember is there was a weird mayor homeless thing. I mean, that's what you said. Like there's a homeless mayor's is a homeless man. You remember that, but the the messages around class why he did it yeah if that didn't land you know i mean and again it's been it's been and i remembered that it was mr walker's coat too and that interesting but yeah but again yeah not really connecting that to bigger themes right yeah i mean last time we we talked about you know zombies and thought about is this are kids going to be able to kind of understand some of the themes and extrapolate those things from our childhood, if we weren't able to, you know, make any connections about, and this is pretty literal too. It's not, it's not an analogy. Like if we didn't walk away having learned anything and, you know, was it effective? Uh, who knows? Those gags did not really, did not really land. I was a pretty dumb kid too. So maybe I'm not a great, uh, (laughs) sample size of one. Sample size of one. Yeah. One and a half. I don't, I don't, I don't think that I, after having watched it, I don't think that I ever sat down and watched it, but it was another one of yeah. those that was like, I probably saw a couple of these scenes. Um, yeah, so I also wanted to talk a little bit about the portrayal of Lindsay Lohan as the fashion girl, because I think mm. this was a very common trope in early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Girl has no personality except she knows all of the brands and has a computer program that puts together her outfits for her. And this is her personality. I mean, Brenda Song is almost playing the same character. I think that the fashion angle is a lot steeper in this one, though. That's fair. But I could see it almost being like, yeah, Brenda Song lived in New York yeah. in this movie and then moved to whatever small <laughs> town to stuck in the suburbs. That's true. I forgot about that connection. That's funny. I mean, surely there are girls or I, let's say in the early 2000s, there were girls that this was their whole thing. And maybe this is just because I'm not yeah. somebody that's fashion concerned, but it is hard for me to connect with these characters that just feel paper and granted she's also a a quote-unquote talented reporter she's a detective whatever but when her shtick and every analogy and every metaphor and everything he treats you like a reject from the outlet mall like everything they say has to do with fashion and they call each other i mean i don't know i just well and again even her talent is based in the fashion stuff like you said yeah exactly so i just I don't know. I kind of wanted to verbally process, is this an anti-feminist take? Is this just Mm. an oversaturation of these kinds of characters in the early 2000s? I don't know. I think she... Hmm. I mean, she does at the end, right? She, she like, agrees to go bowling and wear some pre-worn shoes, and so maybe she learns that fashion isn't everything um that almost feels more like a class thing to me because she was more concerned that the other people wore them 
But cause, because the line she says, and I wrote it down, was, my feet aren't that elite. That's true. She does say so that. So she's more concerned mm. about cleanliness, sanit- uh, sanitation, a.k.a. her... Getting old people germs. Richness. Or, yeah, sorry, poor people germs. Poor, not yeah, old poor people. people. I mean, hey. Purple. Poor people. Poor people. I just abbreviated the two words. That's fine. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, is does she have any other qualities... She has more of a personality than, let's say, the daughter in Freaky Friday. Like, she has more going for her and yeah. more interest. But I just, I'm, I guess, <laughs> I guess part of my journey here is, am I mad because I don't care about fashion? And so girls that uh. only like fashion seem shallow to me or... Is it legitimate? Is it actually a problem? Is it, is it a legitimate kind of shrinking of a girl to say, oh my gosh, like all she cares about is... Yeah. Is looking good. Like, right? Because the quotes we just did before were... Like, my my fake choices were... It's yeah, not about being... We're more fashion-y. Yeah, it's about being a good detective and looking good while you do it. Like, <laughs> that was more of what I expected. So she does have... Some intelligence, some skill, but also... Right. She talks about being a reject from the outlet mall and whatnot. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I And again, I think you're probably... There are girls and, and boys and everyone in between yep. that are like this. True. Um, and so I would say... I always think about this when people are like, well, but this character's just a caricature and they mm. this is so unrealistic. And I was... If everything else good in them, sorry, if everything else in the movie is good and well rounded, and like thought out, then chances are in my brain that I'm going to either forgive this or think like, okay, well, there are people that are that, and I'm just going to assume that this is one of those people. They're not common, maybe, mm. but they do exist. I guess then that leads to the question: is is the rest of this movie, the characters and the plot and all that, is that well thought out, and does it work around? That kind of thing. I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. Yeah, very. I would say uh, precious little about this movie was uh, was well thought out. I will say the one thing in the last like kind of big topic that I had that I wanted mm-hmm. to to kind of discuss is there's not a lot of movies that have made this me feel this way. I guess because there's not a lot of journalism movies per yeah. se, but they do a good job particularly through the mouth of the dad of of noting how important journalism is um and because in certain conversations he equates journalists with detectives he puts a lot of power into the hand of the press that i think in 2020 is particularly useful and helpful and and lasted yeah I will say the one issue I have with that yeah. is in the first scene when she's talking about that, when she does that, he says, you don't start with hard news. You work your way up to it, which I was like, OK, I like that message that like you got to start small. And like, I, I think the point was that she is like a gossip columnist mm. or whatever at her school paper and she'll work up to that. Mm-hmm. But then immediately she gets this like huge story and she if you noticed at the end, like she wrote whatever was in mm-hmm. whatever paper at the end. Yeah. So it like kind of undercuts that to me a little bit. That's true. 
But I think overall what you're saying is 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 true and is good. Yeah, I mean, she did this detective work. Um, and, I mean, obviously, like, this is not comparing similar things, but I, when I was kind of jotting notes down and thinking about the way it portrays journalism, I thought of um, of Spotlight, right? And similar movies to that that yeah. are examples of the reporters doing the this this long scale writing work that are really doing important discovery work and really you know uncovering things that will change things and granted again this is a decom very very different level but i think setting up in kids minds the importance of the press and the importance of doing your homework and you know doing your due diligence i don't know i thought it was a useful yeah. I don't know, a useful thesis. Maybe that, I mean, maybe that's what I feel like the takeaway, Not maybe not the overall thesis, but in it, at least a worthy point that kind of guides Lexi's behavior. Okay, I can buy that. I th- no, we need the press in 2020, I'll say that. I'm not going to make it any more political than we already made it with that councilman, oh, but... Uh, boy. We need the press. Yeah, let's not. Let's not go <laughs> Let's there. not. Any other, any other thoughts on this movie? I have like one other tiny note. Please do. Really. No, go. I just think it's funny that, well, I have so many moments that just don't make any sense in this movie. Yeah. One of them is when the kids come up to the door and the mom is like, no, Nicholas Petrosian doesn't live here anymore. And then he's like, I'll let him in, mom. And it's like, no, don't do that. You're running away for like your life. Don't just let two, like, I know that you know them, but you don't know who else is there. Yeah. You were like two rooms away. Very, very really cavalier. Yes, I totally agree. And the other thing that I thought was funny was at the end when you know, there's the story about how grandma found the brooch and tried to return it and then couldn't. And the bad guy goes, I thought you stole it. Yeah. And it's like, no, dude, apparently you left it in a paper bag under a chair in the lobby. So work that one out. <laughs> That's your bad, bro. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, probably not a probably not a rewatch for me. It's a no from me, dog. I would say probably not as well. I um this was my rewatch, obviously. Yes. Uh, and I'm and I again, I spend a lot of time being negative and ranking on this movies, I think. But then saying at the end like overall, I think I enjoyed my like I don't regret the hour that I spent watching this. I'm just not going to sure. spend another hour watching it. I think that's a great mid-level decom assessment. I think that. Yeah. I think that's that'll work. Well, Amanda, what would be another way that you could spend an hour, or maybe shorter, or maybe longer? Uh, in other words, what's what's on your queue? <laughs> um. So, yeah, probably a little longer than an hour. Um, but I am currently reading the most delightful book called Becoming Better Grownups which is written by Brad Montague. Um, he, okay. um, if you have ever seen any kid president videos, um, he did a pep talk video and just a lot of these really, really sweet, delightful videos um, about eight years ago now, I think, um, around that time frame. Um, but Brad Montague just puts out a lot of really incredibly encouraging work out into the world. Um, 
actually uh, got to meet him at a conference last year and he spoke from the stage and um, mm. had a he had a choir of people from age like three to a hundred I believe saying what a wonderful world from his hometown and it was just I mean wow. oh it was so beautiful that, that's the kind of person that you're dealing with like he's just so wonderful he's an incredible illustrator um and just a really really great great guy so he wrote this book called Becoming Better Grownups after he did a nationwide tour to schools asking kids how grown-ups could do better. Um, he also went to some nursing homes and talked to some some people who used to be kids a long time ago, and um, I'm about three-quarters of the way through it, but it's just really one of those books that is really grounding and encouraging and kind of lets you hearken back to childhood and reminds you of what is important, um, reminds you to do what you love, and, you know, just really... Um, be really kind and be really present and it's very beautifully illustrated um my Hmm. my neighbor slash he's he doesn't live in my house but we basically are roommates um he's he's one and a half and it looks like a kid's book because it's got all these colorful illustrations and so now every time I see him on the patio he goes book 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 book," like wants to read this book because he saw me reading it once and it's got like a little short story that runs through it that's illustrated. It's just, I mean, it's just very sweet, a really good, encouraging read. Wow, that's great. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Well, I'll be the foil to that. If you're okay, talking about perfect. Um, good being better adults, I'll talk about a show that I've just started watching. I think I'm pretty late to the party that features some not oh, great no. adults, which is Shit's Creek. Oh, okay. Um, I, Language. I'm sorry if that offends anyone. Um, it's what this show is called, but uh, yeah, and obviously that's uh, gonna be not an appropriate show for uh, <laughs> people that are younger or <laughs> maybe a target audience for like a decom. But it is one of the funniest shows that I've seen in a long time. Um, okay. And I can't believe that I waited this long to watch it. But I'm also happy because now I can binge all of it. The whole thing because it's just finished. Yeah. It feels sort of like um, if you like uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or even like The Office or Arrested Development. It has that kind of like irreverent humor and also like bad people Mm. being funny. Like people that you would not want to be friends with in real life. Um, okay so funny such a great show if my mom is listening she's very happy right now because she's been trying oh, really? to get me to watch that show for a very long time she actually texted me last week and she was like this show makes me really happy and i'm really sad it's ending and i just wanted you to know <laughs> i'll tell you what what sort of pushed me over the edge is this is a little bit of nerd nerd disney knowledge but um, in Epcot, the Canada movie, mm-hmm. O Canada, mm-hmm. um, which starred Martin Short, uh, closed, which made me very sad because I loved, loved that attraction. Um, and they replaced it with a movie called Canada Far and Wide. And instead of Martin Short, it's now Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara are the narrators who are also the two leads in Schitt's Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. All right, that's uh, that's becoming better grownups and bleeps creek. So there you go. That's for your cue this week. Well, we did it. We did it. We got we a clue to the end of this episode. We got a clue. 
Uh, we're going to go bowling. We'll see you next time on another episode of And You're Watching. Thanks for listening. If you want to leave a uh, voice message, you can do that. You can go to anchor.fm slash and you're watching or uh, check the link in the description. Uh, if you want to leave a message, tell us what you thought about this movie or just what you thought about any movies. We might feature it in a future episode. Ta-da! Your brush with Ta-da. fame. But until then, I'm Andrew. And I'm Amanda. My feet aren't that elite.